Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Absolute Works Podcast. I'm Allison Royer. And I'm Dana Powell. Each week on our show, we seek and give free therapy by telling you our problems, asking you to tell us your problems, and then we just pray to God that any of it works out. We're basically the opposite of Oprah. Yeah, yeah, motherfucker. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) Dana, I'm going to say something, and it's going to be controversial. Okay. I don't even know if I need Oprah anymore because the people that listen to this show are so fucking amazing. Oh, they're better than Oprah. They're almost better than Oprah. I thought you were saying you had surpassed Oprah. No, God, no. Oh, of course not. No. No, I haven't even reached Gale levels, as we know. No, I'm not even Stedman territory. Well, oh, you think I am? Stedman's pretty quiet. But what I do, <laughs> what I do know is that you know I recently had a problem on this show. Uh, this is we, and we got a lot of feedback about it. This was in response to episode twenty. This one's for the boys. Okay. Uh huh. We have tried so many things on this podcast, and and you know we Dana and I really have conversations about like oh was that okay oh should we do this oh should we change oh was this too serious oh should we have I think not it said seems that? to the public like this is just like chaos off the tips <laughs> yeah of but our we heads, really think but we about really it do think about it a lot yeah and um and so I feel like what's amazing about the people that listen to this show is they are always or maybe they're not but then we just don't see them again but the majority the people that write in are so supportive and so amazing and I was reading through these emails and I put a lot of them together because we got a lot of responses in a lot of feedback in response to this one particular episode and I was talking about my daughter was moving from our room to her own room and then you were talking about your son and sleeping in your bed and we just had you know we just kind of went down this tangent of like what's appropriate for parenting and I was feeling a little down on myself and you know we were just trying to figure out like is this okay should I be doing this whatever we got so many fucking emails about this really and I just want you to know that I fucking love all of you here's the first one In response to your questions about breastfeeding and the level of appropriateness for certain milestones. Fuck everyone. (laughs) Do what you want. People will criticize you no matter what. My oldest daughter had a pacifier until she was in preschool. Everyone commented on what her teeth will be, etc. And now she's 16 and has the most perfect fucking teeth. I just want you to know I added a fucking because I'm just so <laughs> excited. All her friends need braces except her. Our kids will be in therapy for something. Have fun. Love her like crazy and be open and honest with her about anything and everything. You are doing great. Oh, love it. This is when I just sit at my desk all day and cry because people send us the best fucking emails. Okay. This is... Oh, hold on one second. Okay, sorry. This one's from a boy. Two of them are. Okay. Also in response to the same episode. Oh. I have a piece of advice for both of you about breastfeeding and sleeping with kids. I just dropped my eldest, 18, off at TAPS, Theater Arts Preparatory School. Hardest thing Mm. I have done to date. And I had a child with severe life-altering migraines for seven years. Oh, I'm sorry. This isn't. Sometimes people, I'm looking just like at what the email says, but this person must share an email because With it's, their a, it's a girl. Okay, okay. sorry. Um, watched two babies almost die in front of me, and I buried my mom when I was 20. Hardest thing ever. Wow. Anyway, I have a 16, 13, and 9-year-old at home. So here's my abs- absolution of guilt. 
Please palm smack each other on the forehead. I breastfed each of my four kids for one, one and a half years apiece. They slept with me a lot because if I didn't sleep, the whole family was not going to be fed, let alone closed. Yeah. I was safe about it. They had co-bed sleeper and the like. But let's face it. When you wear sweats all day and can't remember your name, let alone why you are there, nor how you got there, you and you have just driven a motorized vehicle with people in it, mama needs sleep. Mm-hmm. Just saying. To this day, my youngest sleeps with me as often as daddy lets us get away with it. She is my baby, and having just flown the oldest four states away, I need my sweet redheaded angel to snuggle. She is not damaged, delayed, or abnormal. She's perfect. In fact, sometimes my oldest would sleep with me before she moved. Both boys used to be snugglers, too. When they were sick, it's me and the thermometer in Motrin. Don't listen to all the haters about sleeping with your child. They will become more comfortable in their own beds soon enough. Mm-hmm. In fact, when they start to have friends over for bunking party, also known as a sleepover, oh, this must be someone from the UK. The UK, maybe, <laughs> or Australia, our favorite place on earth. They will move on without you worrying your pretty heads. I did it all right, she put in quotes. Breastfed and the kids have allergies. I read to them in English and French to create good readers, and three out of four are dyslexic. I have taught table manners and etiquette. Oh, she's Canadian. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I have taught table manners and etiquette until I could write a book, and they still need help remembering to be polite and not interrupt. (laughs) I tell them every day sincerely to their beautiful faces, thank you, FaceTime, how much I love them, how proud I am, how much I believe in them. They get the consequences when they mess up, though, but still hugs. I make them go to mass and say their prayers. I also belly laugh at them as often as I can. I get dirty and sweaty playing outside and even put in huge garden because I thought it would be awesome, Mom. Most of all, I apologize when I am wrong, and I stop listening to people tell me what I should do. Mm -hmm. See, I keep tearing up when these people are so awesome. Mm -hmm. My husband said we should raise them to be good people and the kind we want to be with when they grow up. That's what I recommend. And make Daddy sleep in the other bed one night a week. They are going to be grown soon enough. Blessings. Kay in the country. I love it. Oh, and she's so, I love how she's like, listen, I did it all right. I breastfed. It's all fucked. It's great. They still have allergies. Yeah. Yeah. It's, ugh. So good. Okay, this one really is from a guy. Okay, this is the last one. Same same episode. My wife listens to your podcast religiously, therefore I do too. (laughs) (laughs) Allison mentioned wanting feedback regarding baby rules and what are legit timeframes for the milestones. I'm often fascinated by what women feel are the right times to do anything when raising a child. Even right down to what Dana said about the bottle and some might fear it would mess up their teeth. Mm -hmm. That part could be true, but not always the case. My wife eliminated the bottle pretty quickly only because it was inconvenient for her, but our daughter sucked on that damn pacifier until she was three. Totally. Also inconvenient, but not as easy to get rid of compared to bottles. When we took her to the dentist, he basically just said, now's the time to start trying to get rid of it, but not to worry as he's seen five-year-olds with them and their teeth turned out fine. Mm -hmm. It just depends on the child. What I do know is that there is no right way to raise your child and for anyone to tell you it's weird to breastfeed past a year should just be ignored. If it works for both of you, then don't let some crazy tell you otherwise. Given that a lot of women listen to your guys' show, I hate to say this, but when it comes to the rules of raising children... Some of you women are just batshit crazy. We're hard on ourselves. I know. My wife drugged me to a birthday party once, and I sat with a group of women who basically made it sound like it was a race over whose child did what first. Yeah. Just wait till you get to the potty training stage. Holy shit. I felt like these ladies wanted trophies for their success and not having to buy diapers anymore. I mean, I get it. Once you don't have to buy diapers anymore, it really does make you want to do backflips. But 
but now um, now they've become experts on and some poor woman who can't even get her kid to sit on the can has to listen to their smack Mm -hmm. I'm sorry but women are brutal brutal you need to calm your asses down do you know what guys talk about when it comes to their kids the disbelief behind how much shit actually comes out of a child. The fact that they are literally covered from head to toe in their own feces, but yet being incredibly proud at the same time. I'm still amazed. Allison, our first slept in our room until she was seven months. We then transferred her to the crib, and my wife insisted she sleep on the nursery floor just to be sure it was a smooth transition. The woman would not stop crying once the baby left the room, so I encouraged it. It went well until baby decided months later she was done sleeping through the night and was only happy if we were rocking her for hours at a time until Her Majesty fell peacefully asleep. (laughs) My wife was a zombie. We took turns during the night for for at least an additional three months. A lot of people believe in the cried out method. I don't, but I know people who have. I don't judge. Our method was just to let her stand in the crib, attend to her when she cried, and then just lay her back down. These steps were repeated several times, but she eventually got the point that mommy and daddy weren't going to rock her anymore, and she eventually stopped crying. Here's the point to my story. During the time in which my daughter became the spawn of Satan, we literally felt like we were never going to sleep again. But I would watch my wife just stare into the unknown during the day while people would visit and tell her about all their time frames. Oh, it only took me this long to do X, Y, and Z. You should have done this. Brutal. Just brutal. That's all I'm saying. Yep. So here's my advice to you. Do what you feel is right. If you have another one, I suppose you can learn from the mistakes you feel you made. I always cry on the show. It's so stupid. Mm. Once I cried that first time, now it's just been like a fucking shit show. (laughs) I suppose you can learn from the mistakes you feel you made with your first, but odds are your second will be completely different. I don't believe in wrong moves, and I think you're doing fine. Good good luck and stop talking to other women, unless it's Dana. Aw, I love that. These were so fucking awesome. And let me tell you, you know, I think I'm – I hate to get like, um, you know, this is what it all means, but – I get very depressed by the news. And yeah. and I know that news historically does that. And whatever time you're in, you feel like it's the worst. Yeah. But I feel like it's a very contentious and hard time. Yeah. We've gotten a lot of questions from people on, you know, having relationships with people that have opposing views and all this stuff. And I think when there are, you know, the fact that, I, and I'll tell you, I didn't get a single email that said, you're doing it wrong. Fuck you. You're right. You need to move her out of your room. All I got were emails being like, you're doing awesome from men and women. And I think that's so encouraging and so, you know, promising, you know, because Mm -hmm. I truly believe, even though I swear like a sailor and, you know, use household items as dildos. No, you don't. I truly (laughs) believe in the good of people. Yeah. And it makes such an impact on me because... It, I have to tell you, you know, I, my shoulders, I relaxed when I read these emails, yeah. you know, like I started to be like, oh my God, you're so right. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, just to give an update, like we get, to, like we like getting from our listeners, we moved my daughter into her own room and you know what? It's been great. It, 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 I, and if I could remember one thing, you know, if I ever have another baby, the thing that I want everybody to remind me of is that everything that felt like. It was never going to change. Totally did. And then you forgot that it ever happened. Yeah. You know, like I was like, how am I going to get breastfeed her? How am I going to breastfeed her for a year? How am I going to stop breastfeeding her? How yeah. am I going to get her out of my bedroom? How am I going to, you know, and now. Nothing is forever, man. At all. Everything changes so quickly. Like nothing is forever, including the fact that there are like. Yeah. In our homes where mm-hmm. we can care for them and protect them. Like, and I, I do feel like. um 
it was the right time for us. And and what has been nice about it is like, you know, my husband and I are back like watching movies in bed again because she's not in our room, which I didn't Honestly, even. Ex- yeah. Oprah says that's not good. But why? We can move on Wait, to why? have a TV in your bedroom. We don't have a TV. We have a laptop. Oh, you do it together. Oh, well. Can I not even have a laptop in my I don't know. Ask bedroom? Oprah. I don't mm, care. I watch I TV like, in my room. Shoot. Is this the anti Oprah episode? I don't know. Because I already said I don't need You either. have to research it first. All right. I'm going to look into it. Okay. Can't imagine she would ever say anything wrong, but okay. <sighs> so anyway, I just want to say to everybody that you really made my day. Thank you for therapizing so me. Nice. You are all licensed professional therapists. No, they're not. <laughs> feels like they are but that man is right though we women are brutal on Ugh, each other it's rough and there's no need to be there's no need you know do my everything kid does at your own everything time. after like that's something i had to get over so quickly and my kid is like we used to call him the warner brothers frog because he would do something once and then we'd be like oh my god do it again and he's like no <laughs> never right like he was walking six months before he actually walked in front of us right like i would catch him sneak walking <laughs> so i had to get over that so quickly i was like yeah no my kid's gonna do everything like six months after yours. well and just like you know there's been so many lessons that i've learned honestly just from having this podcast but i have been very careful in my friends in my relationships with my friends that have babies now to not ask is he doing blank is he yep. doing this yeah. is he doing that are they doing this what's going on with this and i don't even ask people if they breastfeed because it's none of my business right you know like a I find that that was like a thing when someone would just have a baby. Like, how's it going with nursing? Are you doing that? You yeah. know what? If it if they're having problems and they want to talk about it, they'll let you know. I guarantee if you had asked me that after right. I had it, I would have burst into tears and in I, front of you. You know, and those are things that like I didn't ever mean to be malicious, but I, I think in a way of identification because you think, well, this is what happened for me. It must be happening. You know, oh, uh-huh. these are the things I was looking for at that time. Is that happening with you? And it's like, just like we say, like, don't ask somebody when they're pregnant. Mm-mm. Don't ask somebody why they don't have kids. Don't ask somebody if they're having more kids don't ask if they're engaged you know like it's just need for interrogation just Mm -mm. enjoy each other's company right that's all i'm saying yeah (sighs) we're gonna move on to some questions because i'm feeling like i don't need i I feel independent today okay also we need to do a shout out we need questions yeah we love getting your questions yeah send them here's and also it's like a component of the show that we have to to have them to keep going. <laughs> well, we, the reason Dana's, Dana's saying that, we get amazing feedback, which we love. We get amazing absolute yours, which we love. We, we've been a little light on the question, so we yeah. love hearing from you. So yeah. you can email us at absoluteworstpodcast at gmail.com. You can reach us at absoluteworstpodcast.com in the contact section if you want to send us something through there. We know you motherfuckers have problems, so let us help you with that shit. Yes. This person, fake name, Desperately seeking dick. Ooh, okay. (laughs) Ladies, I need help pronto. My husband and I have been married for nearly five years and together for seven. We have a great relationship and I love him deeply. He's truly my best friend and I cannot imagine life without him. Here's the problem. You're going to die, Dana. We don't have sex. We've never had sex. Wait, what? Ever. Come on, Allison. When we were dating, I tried to initiate a few times and there was always an excuse. Come to find out, he wanted to wait until he knew I was the one he was going to marry. Okay, fine. But maybe fill me in on this decision instead of making me feel like you and you find me unattractive. So we get engaged and he says, now we can have sex. At this point, I'm like, yes, please, right now. Time goes on and no sex. 
Mm-hmm. I haven't tried to initiate because I was rebuffed before. We've talked about it a couple times, but I'm always the one bringing it up and I really don't want to bring it up again. I want to make it happen, but I know it's going to be awkward no matter what. Do I just take a couple shots and jump on him? I really don't even know how to bring it up. I know it's a big issue, but otherwise our marriage is great. Mm-mm. I keep telling myself that if every other aspect of our marriage weren't great, it would be more of an issue. Clearly, communication is another issue. Help. Now. I can't. Here's the thing. Okay. We are here to be supportive. Yes. And not judgy. Correct. You need to have sex with your husband. Oh, my God. This is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. For her. It is. I am in complete support of her. I we don't. Do. I'm but not we've sure. said before, if you're not having sex, you're just you roommates. Are just I do roommates. not know how you're this happened friends. for six years. You're just I, friends. I want. I have so many questions. And it's not that there's anything wrong with her. Like no. I think sometimes when um, if our man doesn't want us, we start wondering like what's. Re- and she didn't touch on this, but I just want to prevent it if she hasn't gotten there yet. It's not her fault. No. There's something going on. What is it? So here's, I mean, we're just going to go into worst case scenario, right? Yeah, right, there's, Dana? Some, there's some worst case because scenarios for sure. here's what we think are maybe the worst case scenarios. He Is he gay? He's gay. Yeah. Is it? Is he gay? It doesn't mean he doesn't love her. It, it doesn't mean he doesn't love but you. But is he gay? But we want to know if maybe he's gay. Yeah. I don't want to go down. I mean, we didn't even, I did, hadn't read that. Mm-mm. We didn't discuss and we had the it. Same and we had the thought. same And I knew that's what you were thinking. I mean, because here's another worst case scenario. Maybe he's not gay. Is he cheating on you? You know, I mean, and, and we're not here to like. I don't think so. Because I, my thing is, if he had any sort of sexual drive he whatsoever, sex he would still have sex with her mm-hmm. and somebody else. But I even it thought that. It is either physical, mm-hmm. like he's got something physical going on that he needs to visit a doctor about because uh-huh. it could be indicative of, of a larger medical problem. Well, so problem. then I thought about that too. Like, have you seen his dick? Like, are you doing other things? Have you given him an HJ? I mean, Has it been in your mind? Ma- like, what is sex? Is there anything that's there going anything? on? Is there anything? Because then also, like, this might sound crazy, but this shit has happened. Have you seen his dick? I'm because being serious. is he... Um, trans and doesn't want you to know. Oh. Like, how could somebody hide that for seven years? I don't know, but does they he have, haven't had... Or even more so, does he have a severe injury something. that you don't know about? There is something else going because on. Because that's not... I mean, and I'm not trying to be rude, and we completely understand that you probably have a lot of amazing and things in your relationship. And none of it means you don't love him or he doesn't love you. But you have to have sex. You have that to. That is a major component like, of marriage. Like, legally, she and can have it annulled, even. Yeah, you literally could. You you could literally it have has, it annulled because this it marriage hasn't, hasn't been, been consummated. consummated. That is a real thing. That's a legal thing. It really is. And it's been six years. Seven total. How have you been doing this for Married this for long? five, together for seven. And so here's the thing. And I guess I just want to say this too. If you enter a marriage with someone and you mutually agree, we're just not into sex. It's not our thing. Right. Okay, fine. You know, right. I don't mean to say like, listen, you can't be married and not have sex. If that's your thing, great. Mm-hmm. But this is not your thing. No. You want to have sex. You want to. It has been and way too long. to. Like, and that's maybe now's you the want, time. You deserve it. Obviously, having the conversation about having sex isn't working. <laughs> so maybe if you approach him again, truly from a place of caring and like concern and saying, I... This isn't normal. No, because this is we're not here even to tell you it's of, not. Exactly. It definitely it's isn't normal. It's not a statement of judgment. Correct. It's absolutely not normal. Correct. There's a larger issue going on. Right. Like I was not seeing where that was going. I'm absolutely flabbergasted. Right. Right. It's not. We've never gotten a question like that something before. Something that happens. I can't even believe that it's happening. No. Do you masturbate every day? I mean. Like you have to. 
I mean, have you had sex with other... I mean, I just have... You know how I always am. I always have so many questions. Right. Did he ever say he was a virgin? Is he very... Does he have religious oppression? There's, Maybe he's, there's you know... There's something medical... Like, there's a... What there's we're a saying suppression is of sexuality going on for him Something's somewhere. going on. Yes. So, we're not saying, like... um, Oh, you know, here's the way to have sex with your husband. We're saying there's a deeper issue going oh, yeah, on no. here that this needs is not to an, be addressed. This is not a this is make just him feel comfortable or go outside your correct. comfort zone. Yeah, issue. this isn't about like no. lighting candles and taking a bath. No. You haven't had sex with your husband, husband literally ever in life. Yeah, no. So I would potentially, you already said you weren't strong in the communication sector. I would go to him one day and say, I don't know how I let this much time go by. Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. We have never had sex. Uh, wh- whatever it is, you can tell me, but like this, this isn't sustainable. This no, isn't, no. you know, I don't want to say it isn't a marriage, but it doesn't sound like it's the marriage you want to be in. Right. I can't believe you have held off for this long. I can't either. We started this podcast for you because yeah. we got to no. figure it's this out. Unacceptable. I mean, it's bananas. Yeah. You're not wrong for wanting to have sex that is legitimately totally reasonable you know i i grew up in a pretty religious home and Mm -hmm. we were always taught abstinence and you know a lot of people still believe in that and my baby sister is very different than me and and you know obviously she's 10 years younger than me she was raised in a different time you Mm -hmm. know but her whole thing is she sort of made me think about it i just kind of had went on like whatever but she's like, you're going to spend the rest of your life with a person and you're not going to know if you're sexually compatible with them? Right. That seems ridiculous. And I'm. she was like, you know, I'm sorry, but whatever I believe in that's out there, God or whatever you want to label it, would never expect me to be in a relationship where that wasn't an option for me. Right. From the get-go. Right. And that's what I would say about this too. Like, I'm sorry yeah. that you didn't fix it before marriage. And that you couldn't, you haven't been able to approach it to this point. It's fine. Let's just get it better. And we also want to say, yeah, we're sorry that you ever had any self doubt that you thought you were asking for something unreasonable. Or that you weren't able to approach him on it. Yeah, because, but now is the time. You know, like you've reached out, it's time to talk about it. And to see what it is, because this is a, an issue that I can promise you is bigger than you. Absolutely. This has nothing to and do with all you of this or, given or you so being much attractive love. or, you know, you, you know, this is beyond just. It's not about her. Not at all. No. Mm-hmm. All of this is said with love. Like 100%. None of, none of it's about her. 100%. We hope that from listening to this, you are able to find your voice and to articulate like this is beyond not us having sex like what is wrong yeah are you okay Mm -hmm. what do you is he okay and then maybe you know if he says nothing everything's fine you know then you have to take the second step of saying but it's not fine for me yeah and then maybe you do need to see a counselor you know a marriage therapist or something like that so that you can you know if he's not if he just doesn't yet or just like oh i'm just not interested like that's not acceptable no. to you yeah you don't and have to be in things, a marriage where you're not having sex that's insane you don't have to accept that, that we can do now to help with um um erectile dysfunction no yeah but um with um why any penises no the the desire to be sexual with your libido okay there are things we can do sorry i couldn't think of the word <laughs> there's happening there's things we can do to help that now, right if that is the case so please Please write us. Oh, God, yes. I mean, it's not even an option. You have to. (laughs) You literally have to. We 
We've we're, already said Allison's an amazing stalker, so I'm sorry yeah, that like you gotta write us back. Exactly. We 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 need to hear what's going on there. But you're it's okay. You can have sex in your marriage. Go go figure out what the fuck is going on. You need on. to. You have to. Yeah. Okay. I just I couldn't believe that. Wow. It's it's intense. I'm glad we're starting that she hard. Reached we're out. going hard here today. So glad she reached Me out. Me too. This is from Pregnant and Perturbed. Hey ladies, love the show. Thank you. I get so excited when new episodes come out because I know that my drive to work on Monday will be that much better. <laughs> Here is my question. I am pregnant. Yay. That's not the question part. And coming out, coming up on a big birthday. I have been trying to persuade my husband to take a trip to Europe for some time now and decided that now is the time. So last night we bought tickets to spend a few days in London next month. Here's the problem. My husband, who is naturally a homebody anyway, is freaked out out about going anywhere in Europe right now, especially London because of the terrorist attacks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I knew that he was unsure about the trip, but didn't realize how serious it was until after we paid for the tickets and he disappeared to have some indigestion-related freakout. I'm now wondering whether booking the trip was a mistake and whether we ought to cash in that trip insurance to call it off. I am pretty sure that I'm not a big enough person not to hold it over his head if we go that route, but I really don't want him to be physically ill for the next month and or be miserable of this expensive last hurrah before the baby comes. I also feel like I can't talk to people in my life about this dilemma without exposing the secret of his, so I'm kind of stuck. I'd love some thoughts from someone besides myself. Interesting. Yeah, that's a tough one, right? Because Mm -hmm. I could tell you all day long, this is what would probably happen if it was me. Right? Like, if this was me and my husband, I feel like I wouldn't want, God forbid, something to happen for me to be the one that pushed the trip. Right. Can I tell you, you know, I mean, the reality is that, I mean, this is, I don't mean for this to sound like scarier, but, you know, there's not a safe, more safe place than other places. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. a terrorist attack is just that. It's completely random. It's without reason. It's without cause. It happens. It pops up. There, You know, there's shootings in schools. There's shootings at concerts. Like, I don't mean to say this to mean, like, the whole world is scary. We're all going to die. We can't walk around You can't stop living your life. Right. You know, you have to go places. You have to send your children to school. You have to go to work every day. You know, like. And there's something to be said, too, for, like, um, the power of energy and what you bring to yourself like you can't focus on that or you're gonna bring it into your life and ariana grande had you know the manchester people got shot at her concert and she like went right back and did it again you know and i'm not saying that that choice is right for everybody and i i completely understand especially if you're like we want to have one last hurrah you certainly don't want to go when your husband is going to be completely terrified especially while she's pregnant exactly you know know, so can you still do a trip i'm guessing you live in the united states you know can you go to new york city can you go to well i was even gonna say can you do something tropical instead right but don't go to where the hurricanes were well (laughs) but and and also but that's to reassure him like i totally get there are tons of people who fear traveling. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's even a name for it. There's a Ooh, term. Travelophobia. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. definitely not the, <laughs> the actual technical <laughs> term. Anyway. But I just read an article about this the other day, and it's a legitimate thing. Sure. So it doesn't make him like any less manly or right. weird or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And whatever they can do to take a trip and mm-hmm. enjoy each other, because that is a really important thing. For sure, a baby moon. Uh-huh. So... Um, and I didn't get one and I'm still mad about it. So don't be neat. No. <laughs> no, it's true <laughs> though, like, because you, you don't want to not do anything, especially because you're about to be on lockdown for a little while for with a, a new baby. Mm-hmm. So I think the point is 
And you don't know who your baby is going to be, but like my kid would never be good on a, you know, 14 hour flight somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's the thing is like, can you do something? Obviously, he has to kind of combat his own fears. I mean, this is the sort of schadenfreude, I guess, of it is like, I don't know if this is schadenfreudian. Maybe what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, you know how I am with words and phrases. Uh The point is that like, you know, it's like, oh, if you go to Europe, and something bad, God forbid something happens. But then if you go to somewhere else and then God forbid something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're, there's no safe route, you no, know, like we but, live but, in a very, you can't determine what's going to happen around you. But if it is going to at least ease his fears, mm-hmm. can you still get the trip that you wanted, but maybe not have it be international? Right. You know? or, or there. Yeah. If that is something that's a specific trigger for him. Right. Most importantly, I do think it's really um important that she reassure him that she does not think less of him sure that he is not less manly right. like any of those sort of things yeah like, and to not say like you ruined everything but to be yeah, like listen it's a legitimate it's more fear. important for it's me. okay let's find a place and a time mm-hmm. and a where and all of these things that we can enjoy one another because that's actually what this is correct about. yeah it doesn't matter where we go it's way more important that i spend quality time with you and have some time together before we have this baby and celebrate this new phase of our lives mm-hmm. than it is for me to specifically go to London. Force, and you, force you to go anywhere that you're not comfortable going. Yeah. But that being said, I still think he kind of needs to get over it a little bit. Well, maybe he can't. Yeah. Maybe he can't, you said? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, don't you think he has to do a little bit of work on it? Because, I mean, okay, so there were terrorist attacks in London. Do you right? know how many people I know in my life that have never, including myself, been uh, overseas for a trip? Now, mine is not for lack of wanting. It's not a fear. Right. But I certainly guarantee but, you there are people around but me you think that because just have no scared? desire. Yeah, uh-huh. but that's different. You think they're scared? Uh, I think it's an uncomfortable thing for them. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Well, then I say the, those people need to get over it, too. I think in this particular case, though, if he's someone who's used to traveling and now he's afraid. Listen, I'm not saying to go to. But she to- didn't say that was the case. Right. Okay. Okay, Dana wins. No, no, it's not about no, winning. It seems like you want to win, so oh, I guess God. you win this one. I'm just saying I want them to enjoy each other. I want you. And I it's want not, that too. Uh, it's not You're right. super Dana, crazy weird that he's got hmm. some nerves about. I mean, it. I, don't, I don't think it's weird that he has nerves, but I do think there's a point where you have to go places. Like, I'm not saying she should push him on this at all, but it does feel he like he doesn't ever have to go to London in his lifetime if he doesn't want to. Doesn't he? No, why would he? I don't know. It's beautiful. I would there. love to. Yeah, you and I should go. Oh God! Once I we do our international dream. tour, oh, everyone, please, here guys, we come. Please, we need listeners. We need your friends. We need to be more popular. We want to come see today. you. <laughs> okay, here's another question. Hi, podcast. Here's my question that I need help with. Nobody's ever said hi, podcast. Hi, podcast. (laughs) So this holiday season will be my first since getting engaged. I have been with my now fiance for four years. We have never spent a Thanksgiving or Christmas together before because I always insist on going home to the East Coast and she wants to stay in California with our dog or just do something else. It hasn't been a big deal until now, but now she is sad that we didn't get married. Oh, sorry. Now she is sad that we're getting married and we've never been... We've never had a holiday together. However, my mom would die of sadness if I didn't come home. My fiance wants to stay in California because it would be our first holiday season in our new house and we would get to be with our dog. She really loves the dog. Honestly, I want to go home to the East Coast. I would be lonely in LA all by ourselves. We have no family here. Since we were are so young and don't have kids, I don't get why we 
wouldn't go home to family. Basically, I'm going to have to disappoint someone, and I've already considered splitting the difference between Thanksgiving and Christmas, but I don't think it's an option. Help. Okay. Do you have strong feelings about this? I have feelings about it. I do, too. Do you, let's hear your strong ones. He does have family here. What? It's her. What? They're create. He said, I don't know why we oh. want to stay in. First of all, I'm, I'm not trying to like ruin your life or anybody. I do happen to know on this particular question, it's two girls. Oh, okay. Great. You didn't say that. Sorry. I know. I'm just telling you. Um, wonderful. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just inside information that I happen to have. Oh, okay. And so I just... Um, I'm telling you. Then she does have family here. And it's right. Her. You're right. They are creating their own new family. Totally. It sucks to mm-hmm. disappoint your family. Right. But her fiance is equally as important. And if this is something that she wants, their first holiday alone in their new home, she I, she needs to give that to her, mm-hmm. I think. I have You've di- spent your whole life, every holiday with your family. It's Listen, true. let me tell you, I love my family and it's been an issue. It's an issue in every relationship. Sure. It definitely is. But first of all, she doesn't know that she's not going to have fun. She's never done it before. Mm. I'm not saying she, okay. Mm-hmm. And there came a point in my relationship with my now husband where I literally had to say to him, this is something I want. It's important to me. So you stay here for Christmas. No, this I'm talking oh. about in general in okay. our relationship. It was actually over um, our marriage. Okay. Like the actual ceremony and stuff like that. Okay. And I said, I now am more important than your mom and dad. Right. I'm sorry. And right. it's not that I'm going to force you to make a choice mm-hmm. between me and them forever. Mm-hmm. But in this particular situation, so not it. it needs to be... At some point, like this, we started doing this year, we're going to go home and this year we're not. So this you guys year, go back go. and forth. And it's even double for us because my our families live three hours apart. So we right. also have to double divide. Right. So now that we have a child, it feels selfish to us to not go home and let him see his grandparents right. and his cousins mm-hmm. and, you know. But the times that we have spent here in L.A. without our families were equally as precious and amazing. Right. I'm going to say something and it's going to be controversial. It probably is because it sounds like you disagree. And I'm sorry, but <laughs> at a certain point, your own family, your own. Inner, I think you're going to like my solution. I doubt it. <laughs> because she's talking about two holidays. She's talking about Thanksgiving and Christmas. Right. Here's the thing. Thanksgiving is the dumbest holiday <laughs> in the world. It's so stupid. Here's something else about me that you might not know, Dana. I think Thanksgiving food is fucking disgusting. I it's my favorite. Ugh. I have such love and joy and specific memories around Thanksgiving. Ugh. I Here's mean, the thing. It's, it's a equally, terrible time to travel. It's four days. Yeah, the first day. I'm not is disagreeing, a, but I'm saying it. It is important to some people. I'm whether it's important or not. The food is disgusting. No, it's not. Yes, it's it is. It's the best food it's tur- of the year. Warm turkey, love which it. is disgusting. Love it. Bread. My grandma makes um, makes her own stuffing. What in, is that? In bird. What's stuffing? It's so weird. It's just bread. It's just different My grandma's pieces is of so bread. Good. It's not that stuff. In a turkey gut? Yeah. Bread in a turkey gut. It tastes so much different. She'll Ugh. make in and out of the bird, Ugh. and you can't even. If no I never see a can of cream of mushroom soup for the rest None of my of life, none of this has anything to do disgusting. with our friend's no, relationship. It does. It does. <laughs> and this is why Thanksgiving is fucking stupid. So stay in LA for Thanksgiving. Stay in LA for Thanksgiving. 
do she clearly doesn't eat fucking pizza alice but i'm just saying if you had to choose one holiday over the other thanksgiving it's really hard to travel it's really expensive thursday's the first day of the holiday which then what you're gonna go on like a friday it's a really quick trip to all it's a six hour flight to the east coast that's great what if they decide to stay home for thanksgiving and, and then, then they go for christmas her fiance still wants to have her first christmas then her with fiance her is in being the home reasonable that's not true Allison. you don't think you can split the holidays yes like, you can stay for thanksgiving but i also don't think it's christmas. unreasonable for her to say hey this year i want it to be about us we're starting our lives together we have our own Oof. family now i mean to some degree i would like it would I would be with you more. I mean, here's the thing. Spoiler alert. I've never not gone home for Christmas. See? And I can't imagine what it would be like. See? And here's how else I'm very lucky. My husband, his family live five minutes away from my family. See, y- your situation is completely it's not everybody awesome. else's. It's super great. I know that it is. I cannot imagine what I would do if I had to miss Christmas. So, but that's helpful in me answering her question. But they're not missing Christmas. They're creating their own Christmas. But my point is this. This other girl doesn't have family here. So I don't know why it can't be a good um, compromise to be like, and here's the other thing, spoiler alert. She's maybe uncomfortable. It might create anxiety for her and that would not be fun. But it's the other girl's family. They have to, like, hang out together. Because in the same way I'm that, sorry, like... I'm sorry, but my in-laws at times have caused me great anxiety. Right. But at the same point that these two are now a family, the girl's family is also her family as well. So, that like, doesn't you have mean to, that they have to spend every important date with them. No, not every important date, but probably Christmas. I, I mean, think they might need to that's what Christmas they have to together. find between themselves. But it's not a written law. No, Allison. it's certainly not a law. But I say this. I say Thanksgiving is dumb. The food is disgusting. Well, this is the first time we disagree. <laughs> Stay home. Order a pizza. Make it. Do like Thanksgiving-y things. I don't know what that is. Go get like apple cider. Go on like a hayride, like a like fall hayride. And then go home for Christmas. Come home and spend New Year's together. Doesn't that sound like a very reasonable compromise? Maybe for you. I I don't know if it is for her partner. I think her partner is really going to like my idea. And I would say this. If she likes Thanksgiving food, she's weird. No, the ear, that's terrible Have to you say. Have cranberry sauce in a listen, can? Listen, that's not the issue. That the is issue disgusting. Is at some point. Who eats cranberries? Listen, hey, stop your talking face. <laughs> there was a point in my life where my dad actually said to me, I raised you. I've done my job. I was mad at my mom and I was, I think, legitimately right. And he actually said to me, she is my wife. I am committed to her and I love her and I cannot take sides with you. <gasps> oh. And I was like, okay, I yeah. get it. He's right. I have, I now have to go build my own family. I don't. And you have yeah. to figure out for you what the comfortability and the compromise is. Right. Because if, if she is saying to her partner, there is no compromise. My family first, my right. sense of comfortability and what I want for the holidays only, that is completely But also, don't you think it would be irresponsible, right? Because if you're going to start a rift, like if you can't find some kind of compromise, I I can't imagine that it's, okay, we don't go home for Thanksgiving, Christmas, or New Year's. We just stay here, just the two of us. Some people do it every other year. But she's already said in her her email that her parents would be very upset, that it would cause a lot of rift with that family. Her parents, her family has to understand that she now is creating her own family. But they potentially won't. Well, that's their problem. But don't you think that, of course, she's then going to have the anxiety about 
if I don't go home for some amount of time, then it's going to cause friction between my partner and my family. That's why she needs to create boundaries for herself. Oh, God, she, I hate boundaries. I know, but so she much. has They're to tell so her family, stupid. this is my family now. It doesn't mean I love you less, but I have to compromise with my partner. And she has to tell her partner, you know, that is my family. It's very important to me. And I hope that we can find a compromise together where we're both comfortable. But I because, think the compromise is... But that's your version of their compromise. I think it's right, though. I, think <laughs> I it's don't care what you compromise. think is right. She needs to figure Let's out what's right Let's talk about what them. gravy is. It's disgusting. Like, what is it? It's coagulated flavor Ugh, liquid. So that gross. makes everything <laughs> so much better. What are the other... Oh, you know how they have that sweet potato casserole with like the mushroom? I don't. No, no, no. What? No, 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 no. The marshmallows, marshmallows on it. I'm not a fan of the marshmallows, but I'm a real big fan of the sweet potato. What about green bean casserole? I don't need it in a casserole. It's I just so like some green beans with some So your bits. big items are stuffing in turkey? Oh, big time. What? And then uh, you, would you ever eat a, t- dishes you know how they have like Thanksgiving makes. sandwiches where they have it all on bread? Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? You've never seen that? Like I mean, a, we make a turkey sandwich after the holiday. Yeah, but some like restaurants will be like, No, sir. No, that's gross, right? Yeah, no. Okay. So your biggest thing on Thanksgiving is turkey and stuffing. Yeah, there's a few other things. Too. I want to hear what they are. Um, sweet potatoes, obviously. Are okay, so when, but not uh, with the marshmallows. Yours are just like no, just sweet potatoes and brown sugar. Potatoes? It's like mashed? No. It's just a sweet potato with brown sugar on it? No, it's sweet potatoes that marinate in liquid uh, brown sugar okay. for mm-hmm. hours. Okay. Uh-huh. They're so soft. You can literally have that delicious. at any time. It doesn't have to be Thanksgiving. Yeah, but you don't. Okay. Because, um, even you know, when kookaroo was around, you were like, really? You can't even Love peel? Kukuru. You can't even peel the sweet potato? Mm. I don't no, want to pull these strings off of here. <laughs> okay. So um, and then what else? And then my grandma, when I was young, I loved this. Grandmama, Neva, mm-hmm, Neva. Uh, makes, I forget what she calls it, but it's basically like marshmallows and jello and uh, cocktail, fruit cocktail oh my God. Oh my whipped up all together. Oh my God. Now, as an adult, I don't Dana. love it because I'm not a marshmallow fan. Dana. What? Jello is the most disgusting. I don't like jello. That's the problem. But you liked it when I was a kid. Fruit cocktail? Nope. I'm so no, I don't. But that's like one of the things. And then I also don't like this, but it's a big staple at our Thanksgiving. Okay. Is broccoli casserole, broccoli and cheese casserole. I bet you there's cream and mushroom soup in that casserole. Maybe. I don't mind that, but I just don't like um, broccoli. I literally feel bloated just having this conversation. There's also like a real camaraderie that goes on between my grandmama and my mom and my aunt, like making the main dishes. My dad always makes a ham. That's his project. Mm. Um, we watch TV shows and stuff together mm-hmm. and usually we'll watch a movie at night. Okay. I watch um, football obviously all day. Boof. And then my mom and grandma sit around the turkey carcass and pull all the meat off. Oh my God. I'm so And upset. they talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. <laughs> I mean, I will say, obviously I have a lot of strong feelings about this because this is the incredible scenario I've created with Robbie. Yeah. Your, your situation is very It's lucky. amazing. And th- I think it's going to really work for these girls. So their situation is not yours. It's pretty similar because That's this girl doesn't even have family. So she can just go to the East Coast for Christmas it's not that big of a deal so oh this is God. what we do we um Robbie makes a main dish and I make appetizers and dessert 
none of it is Thanksgiving related because I don't like Thanksgiving food. Oh, on and Thanksgiving here? Yeah, that's what we do. Oh, you know, oftentimes we go to um, the aerospace restaurant. They mm. have a big, wonderful buffet. Oh, yeah. I love a buffet. Uh-huh. So we've, it's for sure there's something to be said about starting your own traditions for sure. Uh-huh. Last year I made bacon wrap dates. I don't even know what I'm going to make this year. If anybody wants to send me recipes for appetizers or um, desserts, I'm going to make something fun. Why would they? You hate Thanksgiving food. Because I don't want your Thanksgiving recipes. Uh, you I want... are sending mixed messages out the wazoo. I said we eat. We still eat food. It's just not Thanksgiving themed. Fine. Make a pig in a blanket and be happy. Yeah, that sounds great, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we want to hear from this girl and see what happens. I have, I'm have. i 90% sure that I totally nailed I, that one. Listen. I'm right. I don't think so, man. No, I think I, I think nailed it. she needs to empower herself to I don't really want her to, to miss Christmas. It makes me sad. I want her to be with her family. I love being with my family, too, but I've had equally as special Christmases with just Dan Tipton. I believe you. Yeah, I don't think you do. Your face is so (laughs) crinkled. (laughs) This is the best question we've ever gotten. Really? Mm -hmm. I'm going to read it right now. This person wrote, is it true that California is the only state without poison ivy? I read it in an old Red Cross book, but I'm not going to fact check it, so maybe you will. I cannot believe that that's true. Oh, guess what? I looked it up. You did. Yeah, I did. And? All 50 states except California, Alaska, and Hawaii have poison. What did she say? Poison ivy. So there's no poison ivy in California, Alaska, or Hawaii. However, we do have poison oak. Okay. Interesting. You know what else we have? Thanksgiving? No. Serial killers. A homelessness Fires. Problem. Fires. Earthquakes. I mean. Have you seen any of the stuff about how we're all going to, like everybody's been talking about like the next big earthquake. I can't. You oh, know I can't, okay. right? Oh, I didn't You know. may not know this I'm about sorry. me. Okay. Biggest fear. Of earthquakes. I had a recurring dream as a child oh. that I died in an earthquake. Oh, that God. I got the ground opened up and swallowed me and okay. I was reaching up for my mom. Oh my God. Legitimate. Like the only super psycho fear I have. <laughs> And I always said growing up, this is not a joke. I would never oh move God. to California. I had such a fear of it. There was a chance that the fault in Missouri was going to go once everybody was saying. My mom legit let me go to Oklahoma for a few, well, like a week because I was freaking out. What? I cannot deal. Okay. No, I got it. Real I've clear. been in earthquakes Sorry, here. I asked about it. They uh-huh. terrify me. Okay. Uh, I try not to talk about it because I don't want to predict my own death. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Um, people make jokes about us falling off into the ocean and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to participate. Okay, got it. The scariest earthquake I was ever in uh-huh. was before I had a child, but I nannied for a child I considered my own, and I still love him dearly to this day. Okay. We were on a couch because his parents had gotten a new couch delivered that day mm-hmm. in the driveway. Mm-hmm. I literally felt the ground roll. Oh, up and down like this. I know you can't see it. Yeah. She's How do we describe like an arm, that? Like an like arm roller coaster. Uh-huh. It was Movement. literally like a snake on the driveway. Okay. The concrete driveway mm-hmm. and a couch. Okay. It happens so fast. You don't know what to do. I'm sorry. I brought this up. Basically, you're going to die. Okay. <laughs> but it sounds like you both made it that day. We did that day. Okay. Unless... Right. I'm dead right now and I don't know it. <laughs> you think everything's a ghost. What if we live in the Matrix? Did I tell you about this? Mm. So my writing partner, mm-hmm. Paul, mm-hmm. sends me this text last night because we love talking about um, just weird shit that mm-hmm. happens like 
ghosty or alien and then arguing about it until we die. Okay. And so he sent me this video. Have you seen this video of the suns? The suns playing basketball? No. And there's a moment on the floor. I have to show it to you. You're going to die. Okay. Where they all literally move at the same time with the same arm, the same foot, at the same rate. And people like physicists and stuff are saying it's a glitch in the matrix. (gasps) Shut up. It is literally, it would have been called impossible if it hadn't just happened. I'm dying. And now it's impossible. You have to put it on our Instagram. I have to. Yeah. I have to. It's like within a 24th of a frame, absolutely the same. So you think this is a matrix? I don't know because I don't know how I feel about that. I don't want to think that I'm some kind of fucking sim. (laughs) And if I am, I hope I have a really great owner. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that I have strong feelings about this. I think that completely unnatural, unexplainable, inhuman, amazing things happen in nature. Sure. Which is why I believe that there's something more powerful than me out there. Okay. I would rather not believe that I'm just in a computer matrix. Right. But I have to show you this video because okay. it's fucking incredible. Well, we've talked about this before because, like, I believe that, like, ghosts exist. Mm-hmm. I could potentially believe in aliens. But when I start talking about it, I get too scared. And so I haven't really been able to, like, um, um, like, really uh, – what's the word, Dana? Come on. You haven't been able to like really deal. investigate this area oh, yeah. because mm-hmm. I'm too afraid. So well, I was, and there's so many things we don't understand because then you start getting into philosophical things like um, religious beliefs, heaven and hell, reincarnation, all right. that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I think have I told you my idea of reincarnation? Like, what is it? Or at least not my idea, but like my my question about it. Okay. So I believe like there's so many things that we pass down in our DNA. Okay. Like. Uh, how we look, you know, like how having, our spines are fusing together, well, stuff like whatever. that. Mm-hmm. But like, you may have the same nose as your mom, or the okay. same. Yeah, I look exactly like my mom. Yeah, we look so like twins. That's Unlike my daughter, down, who looks exactly like you. Like me. So, no yeah, that's super weird. That's mm-hmm. a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, those things are passed down, and so in my mind, um, couldn't it be possible that if someone in our lineage has had such a powerful emotional or crazy experience that it would be like stamped on their soul or in their DNA so hard that maybe that's passed down through generations mm-hmm. and we have those memories mm. of a past life I'm using air quotes yeah. that's actually just like passed down through our genealogy yeah I don't know okay well we're God, this just am I off track I'm sorry I you're off track this. but I like it it's an interesting point in our podcast because we don't have a like this is a big topic. Yeah. I think we need to have like a spiritual episode because like even now with so much I told you about how my this is just like I'm, I'm afraid. it's like I want to keep going but I'm also afraid because what? we don't have time. But um have I told you about how my great grandma was a slave? What? No. <laughs> so Armenian? Yeah. So my brother just found this the other day. We were, I don't know how we were talking about this, but we, I have an amazing picture with my great grandma, my grandma, my mom, and me when I was a baby. Oh, wow. And he's always like, and we used to call her big grandma because my actual grandma was really sh- pretty short. And my mm-hmm. big grandma was, I guess, just bigger, <laughs> which I don't know why we called her big grandma. And so my, my brother was like, remember she had a face tattoo? And I was like, What? She had a face tattoo. And he's like, yeah, just like in the middle of her forehead, she had like a little mark there. And I do remember what, but I guess, you know, I was a kid. So I remember, I can like picture what it looks like, but I was just like, oh yeah, I never thought about that. 
So we call my aunt and it's because my, you know, I'm Armenian. My uh-huh. great grandma was in Armenia during the genocide. Mm. She was sold to an Arab family as mm. a slave and she was marked. <gasps> and <laughs> wow. isn't that fucking crazy? And she has an insane story. She literally, there was an uh, Armenian, um, I guess, priest or like, you know, I guess priest that was out here and was trying to, it was in Chicago actually, Mm -hmm. and was sending back for trying to buy women to come over as mail order brides, but pretty much saving them, you know, because, and so she was sad that that's the version that was saving. And so she was 16 years old and kind of got this offer. I don't know how, I don't even know if she had a choice in the matter or if she just, they got a good price and they brought her out here. And that was my great grandpa. Wow. Isn't that fucking insane? Your great grandpa bought your great grandma. That's correct. Holy cow. But the reason that I say that. Did they love each other? I don't have no fucking idea. And it's funny because my, not funny, but like, I don't speak Armenian. My mom doesn't speak Armenian. Her sisters don't. But my grandparents did. And so we have these old tapes where like my uncle would like tell these stories and we, we have all this old stuff that we want to get transcribed and like they still go to the Armenian picnic every year and I guess this last year they met someone that's writing a book who's going to take the stuff. So it'll be amazing to hear but it's like, you know, as you get older and you start to get more interested, you think like, fuck, why didn't I sit there and ask Big Grandma? And it's like, I well, know. you were seven. I don't know. You, you just yeah, didn't, you didn't know, you know. Well, my grandfather was in World War II and there are often times that I wish I had asked him more questions but I spoke to my dad about it once and he said he wouldn't have told you. Yeah. He didn't Probably. want to talk about I mean, it. He was ashamed like of some of the things he did of course yeah. and the reason that i even bring this up in relation to what we were talking about because we were talking about spirits and you know things and that Christmas. are imprinted but because oh no you know <laughs> i know we really did go really, off on a yeah fun. sorry well then poison ivy i don't know I'm how sorry. this happened earthquakes okay. i don't know but um because i think about that especially in the time that we're in right because i'm like white and privileged and if you look at even just a couple generations ago we were being sold as slaves yeah you know and and i and i don't know if that answers why i'm so empathetic and so kind of like i guess you'd call like a liberal or you know because here you know that's like an incredible story of this very brave young girl oh, yeah. who eventually came here and you know i've always had a little bit of fucking gusto in me so it's like yeah you know i do think that That's even now people say about my daughter that she doesn't look any me they're like because she doesn't look anything like me but people will say oh but she's got your sass oh but she's got your yeah. whatever yeah. you know some of that is just i haven't really inherited right? how could i have taught her that by now you know what i mean uh-huh. like i think it is your personality to some degree is like in your bones you know and yeah. so maybe that's that imprinting that and you're of course talking about. environment and all of that stuff yes i know all of that right also plays a part of course but at a base level mm-hmm. are there some memories experiences things right. like that that maybe deja we vu t- when mm-hmm. we have that where we're totally. just like i know i've been here before absolutely we have to have another we're gonna have a more spiritual um episode because i actually have a belief that dana is psychic but that's for another day you're funny but i do i'm gonna post that video and i'm gonna yeah, show it to you as soon it. as we're done yeah it's, that sounds it's amazing super crazy we're gonna move on to the um last part of our show which is when we read your absolute worst stories they're also known as absolute yours this is a name that's critically acclaimed people it love is it not people they can't really stop just like about how amazing it is <laughs> so if you have any questions or stories or feedback or supernatural experiences yeah. or um 
amazing family stories or anything of that nature. We want to hear about it. You can email us at absoluteworstpodcast at gmail.com or reach us at our website, absoluteworstpodcast.com. You can just click on contact there. You can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you like what you hear, please rate us and review us on iTunes. Please, it helps us get out to other people. We get on lists and weird things we don't know about about it. it. I'll tell you right now, if you've been listening to this podcast and you're one of the old... Oh fucking geez, and you haven't rated in review. It's rude. It is right. This person's fake name is Barbara. It's hard to say if that's really her fake name or not. I think it is. Hey girls, freaking love your podcast. (laughs) Thank Thank you. you. I have an absolute yours. I want to share with you guys. So a couple years back, I started having some let's say issues with my lady parts. Mm. Basically, after having two vaginal births with very long labor, my vagina decided it was tired, and at the age of thirty-five, I had the vag of an eighty-year-old. Oh my God, that kind of happened to me. My uterus and bladder were prolapsing. So my OBGYN decided instead of a surgery to correct the problem, I should do pelvic floor physical therapy. Okay, first of all, isn't a prolapse where it's like falling out of it? Yes. Holy cow. Yes. So my OBGYN decided, oh, I read that already. Sounds innocent enough, right? Well, that would transspire. Well, what would transpire would be the absolute yourst. Thank you really? so much for fucking using my turn of phrase. Oh, boy. I scheduled the appointment for a bit of he- with a bit of hesitation just because I didn't know what to expect. But no amount of worry could have prepared me for the horror I experienced. Oh, my God. Really? It does <laughs> sound so says. innocuous. I arrived at the appointment and was greeted by a small bird-like woman who was immediately... And was immediately asked to undress from the waist down and lay down on an exam table, um, exam type table. Panties? She doesn't sound like it. You know um, how Dana feels um, about no underwear. You gotta keep my panties on. Dana pees with her underwear on. <laughs> she asked me a few questions and then proceeded with the, she put this in quotes, physical exam to check for the muscle tone of my pelvic floor. So instead of a handshake to greet her, she inserted her fingers in my vagina and asked me to squeeze them. I was literally dying inside. Oh, my God. Next, she asked me to tense my Kegel muscles while she watched to see if there was a tuck in. These are both in quotes. Or movement. By this time, I'm questioning the legitimacy of this whole process and wondering what kind of freak my doctor really was to suggest this to me. So when I thought it couldn't get any worse, she said we needed to check how toned my rectal muscles were. I'm sorry? With a mix of horror and morbid curiosity, I prepared for what this would entail. The therapist presents me with two very large, what? Electrodes that I am supposed to place on either side of my asshole. What? I'm serious. You can't make this shit up. So I go in the bathroom to try to save what shred of dignity I still have and proceed to place said electrodes on the specified location, all the while contemplating how the hell my life had come to this. Anyway, I come out of the restroom and the therapist hooks some wires up to the electrode, which is in turn hooked to a monitor. No. Just so you guys know, Dana is so upset. So she I'm then like asks me. She then asks me to tense my asshole up and watch a bar graph type thing and try to hold it between certain lines. Oh my God. I can't. <laughs> By this time, I'm like, what the hell? Let, 
what the hell let's go for good knock what oh she goes by this time i'm like what the hell let's go for gold knock this challenge out of the park so after all this humiliation i leave the appointment with some exercises to do at home which basically were just intense kegels and a recommendation for surgery that's all you get for all of that (laughs) i don't i can't i wish i could every hole on my body right now is tightened so tight like I could have won her challenge because I'm so (laughs) horrified right now I would have run completely nude from the bottom down to get to my car and get out of there (laughs) I feel like I would have been like her and been like I don't know let's just see how how well I I definitely would have been crying (laughs) (laughs) anything that sounds like electricity on the sides of my asshole is a never know very it's a very never know like where did these things go because i'm in, and like i don't understand what what like there's electrodes are they being strapped to the side of because it feels like there would be, need to be something in your you, asshole if you have had your hand inside of my vagina yeah. and were telling me to squeeze it and then on top of that uh-huh. you had to look to see yeah you just need you to check it just out feel it? <laughs> something in and you, more so like that you're not a gynecologist like what is your job because I don't, was, she was This is akin to me of a sex therapist that sleeps with you and your husband to, <laughs> make, to quote, make you better. I don't, I don't understand this. <laughs> also, so then what's the surgery? Is just like everything gets lifted up? It's like a vag lift? I mean, I would assume because prolapse is falling out. So I'm sure it's like, so like let's your get uterus, it all back inside there. You have there. a lazy uterus. But I don't know get- why you would need some old woman in my mind. I don't know if she even explained <laughs> this woman to be shoving her hands up inside there and looky-looing. <laughs> like, and then electrocuting your butthole. <laughs> I'll tell you, if she didn't come out of there hairless forever, <laughs> she needs some kind of consolation prize. Yes. Oh, my God. I can't. If I asked to see your vagina right now, would you show it to me? I don't understand where this came from. <laughs> what just happened? That was a glitch in the Matrix. Or I am dead. Like something fucked up is happening today. It's cloudy out and it's fucking Los Angeles. What's happening? I'm scared and I need what? to go home for Christmas. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, I was just wondering, like, do you, are you, it doesn't sound like you're someone who's okay showing your vagina to people. Like, I'm your friend. Would At you parties? show me your vagina? Like, you just fed me rice and pork tenderloin, and now you want me to show you my vagina? (laughs) I'm just saying, if I wanted to see it, would you show it to me? Like, I just want to know what level of uncomfortable you are. Why? (laughs) And if you didn't have a real fucking good answer, like, somebody's going to kill me if you don't, then no, Allison, I'm probably not going to. Okay, so you're someone who's uncomfortable showing your vagina. Is this your way of saying, A, I want to see your vagina, Dana, or B, I'm going to show you my vagina, Dana? I'm just saying I would. Like, I'm not saying I'm a better friend than you. If you really wanted to see my vagina. Why would I ever need to see your vagina? Oh, 
it's not necessarily a need. But I mean, if you. But if I wanted to, would you not question why? I don't think it's necessary. You know, can you pick me up on Friday? I don't ask questions. The answer is yes or no. It depends on what level of good friend you are. Can you pick me up on Friday? And can I see your vagina? That's like, can you pick me up on Friday? Is I really need a ride home. Can I see your vagina? Is like, maybe I'm going to eat your box. I don't know. So you wouldn't even want that. That's like a. I don't want you to eat my box. No. (laughs) That's not the relationship we have. Because I'm a girl, or is it because I'm me? It's not the relationship we have. No. Okay. (laughs) This is really devolved. Off the rails. Crazy. (laughs) I just want it to be known that if you wanted to see my vagina, I would please raffle off tickets to your vagina. Because we could use some money but to help I don't support have this friend. podcast. I'm not friends with everybody. Like, I'm friends with you. I feel like we're the level of friend where you could see my vagina. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but is it worth it if we're like, we haven't started a Patreon or anything, and obviously we have costs that come with this, <laughs> that come with this podcast. No, Dana, I'm not going to offer to show can other we, people my vagina. Can we raffle off seats to your vagina no. show? No. <laughs> it would be a case-by-case basis. Like, if I like someone and I think they're nice, I might show them my vagina. That's all I'm saying. Just if they're nice? Well, I don't know. I don't know what my call... I'm just saying in this moment, I felt like I wanted you to know that I'm comfortable having you look at my (laughs) vagina. It doesn't seem like you have that same relationship with me. I'm not there yet. Maybe we need to just grow towards that place. (laughs) I'm not there yet. Unless I'm in the hospital and I need you to do something for me. (laughs) Like deliver a baby? Right. What would I need to do for you? I don't know. You never know. And I guess that's what I'm saying is I'm a better friend because I would let you just see my vagina in whatever capacity. I'm gonna let you have that win. So you're gonna you wanna see it? No, I'm oh. saying you're right, you're a better friend. <laughs> Allison is laying her head on the table right now. <laughs> I don't is, even know what is happened. This X-rated or I is don't it even just, know what happened. Or is it just I don't know anything we've done today. I'm completely <laughs> blacked out wasted. I I have no idea. Is Wow. <sighs> Are you comfortable? Yeah. You're not looking at me. <laughs> because I guess I'm just trying to reassess our friendship now that I know where we both stand. Mm, I don't blame you. <laughs> okay. Hey, that pork tenderloin and rice was really Thank good. You. I'm really glad that you liked it. I'm Thank really you. glad yeah. that you liked it. Do you want to show you my vagina? No. I do. I just do now. I don't know why. Now, because you've said well, no, you I feel like we're not thing. friends. No, because you have this thing. If you think somebody doesn't like you, you're going to force yourself on them. That's so you're true. like, Dana doesn't want to see my vagina. I'm going to put it on her. <laughs> <laughs> it's not necessary. This do you think you need um, a Neva's corner? Me? No. Are do you I? kidding? Oh, you God. just offered to show her Neva's granddaughter your vagina. Grandmama, Allison has something she'd like to say. Hi, Neva. It's Allison. I personally feel pretty connected to you. I feel like we're good friends. I don't know what kind of like guidelines you I swear to God, if you ask my grandma if she wants to see your vagina. But I just want you to know that if you're in a situation where you no. do want to see my vagina, Stop it. I feel comfortable with that just Stop based it. on the kind of friends that we are. <laughs> If that's not something that you're comfortable with, I guess I just want to apologize, not only to you, but to Dana, who seems very uninterested in looking, which is, I thought, kind of rude. Um, Dana, is there anything that you need to say? No. Neva's Corner.
This has been the Absolute Worst Podcast. Now listen. Oh yeah, give it to me good. I'm going to leave your house now. (laughs) (laughs) Bye! Bye! Shut up and sit down.